Hello, this is Kevin. Have you or someone you love been injured by a faulty spellcaster or some other incompetent mage? If so, please contact us at the law firm of Awful Neutral and leave us a five-star review. Not only will we win your case, we will personally damage the spellcaster that hurt you. And my gavel. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral. I am your dungeon master, Damian Mercado. With me, as always, is Salvador Viesca as... Lothario de la Pulga. Clint Beiger as... Artificarian. Jesse Egan as... <laughs> Judd Bangsley. A.G. as... Malice and Kill. Dave Callens as... Kevin. Sarah Lee Steiner as... Gertrude! You sound like an old friend that doesn't recognize yourself. Gertrude, is that you? You look exactly the same. You're turning into Miss Piggy. And Caleb Cleveland could not be here today. I'm sure he wishes he could be here. He's probably out preparing for our next Kids on Bikes adventure, which should be coming out very soon. (laughs) <laughs> and before we get started, if you want to reach out to the show, feel free to tweet us at AwfulDnD. By reaching out to the show, you can input the name of an item that you think one of the characters should have, feed us the name of an NPC that you'd like to see in the show, anything you want. If you just want to write us to say how much you hate us, we just want to hear from you. We don't care. We are desperate for your attention. I mean, someone, compliments even. Like, yeah. I'll take a compliment. Like, it uh, gets my will. Compliment me. I don't care. If someone could write to the show and tell us how to play D&D, that'd be cool. <laughs> no, no, no. Please. We don't need that. <laughs> Last time on Awful Neutral, with his big speech planned for noon the following day, Bertrand Sandville encouraged some of the party to go out and explore the Citadel. Gertrude, Kevin, and Tiffy decided to join Gonk in the main hall where he was cleverly hidden. Gertrude's dudes spent the evening undisturbed as they drank in excess and recounted tales of their past. Later, the party would look back on this pleasant evening as the calm before the storm. We pick up after a heavy night of drinking. Tifi, Gertrude, Kevin, and Gonk all drank very heavily. And I'm hammered. <laughs> no. I hate it. <laughs> Gonk remained disguised as a classy table in the room in which Lord Bertrand Sandville's speech will be taking place at noon the next day. We're back in Lord Bertrand Sandville's room. All of the party is there with the exception of Malice and Kill, who is a mile below the floating Sky Fortress, guarding the Battle Barge Large Marge, and Gonk is taking up the room in which you guys suspect the assassination attempt will happen tomorrow. On, on Bernard Sandals. Lord Regent Bertrand Sandals. Lord Sand- Regent Bertrand Sandals. Sandals? Sandville. 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 Come to my all-inclusive resort. Lord Regent Bertrand Sandals. Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, he was married to Gertrude. He's cool or whatever. Bernie was an old ex-husband, one of her nine ex-husbands. <laughs> I didn't talk like this until I met you. <laughs> we started sharing cigarettes. What can I say? <laughs> I sounded like Jerry Lewis before. <laughs> Y'all good lady. Boy, <laughs> careful. Oh, you good. <laughs> That's the man I fell in love with. 
What are you saying later tonight? Everybody in the room is awoken with a startle. You hear a loud banging at the Lord Regent's door. <gasps> Lord Bertrand Sandville is ready. He is going over his speech. The millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> when he hears the knock at the door. Question. If he goes to bed at six and wakes up at four, how does he make his Denny's eat, like, old people dinner reservation. I, I'm a head of state. I have I have people who run my campaign who make my dentist reservations for me. The bird comes down, lands on my lectern. <laughs> we get the early bird special. <laughs> I'll uh, take a moons over my hammy bird and the bird writes it down and flies away. Pardon the bird? Is that this? Pardon the bird. <laughs> Bertrand walks over to the door, opens it up. I see Captain Friedrich standing before him in very ornate, clearly magical plate armor. A very imposing two-handed axe across his back, who, again, would bear a passing resemblance to Patrick Warburton. Captain Friedrich, uh, just, what, what, what do we have the pleasure this, this early? High five. I raised my hand for a high five. Oh, boosh. And he, uh, Bernie high fives. I, jumps to high five. Oh, he misses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I used to be a high five of the day. You owe me five. <laughs> Listen, uh, <laughs> Bernie, the, uh, there's a credible threat of assassination attempt on your life. Come in, come in, come in, please, please. Yes. Uh, uh, you, you don't mind if my entourage, uh, if you can talk in front of them. Anything you can say in front of me, you can say in front of them. So listen, uh, <laughs> there's a credible, credible threat of assassination attempt on your life. We're going to have to watch out. I'm the only one that's going to have a weapon here. Everybody else, weaponless. So are you, when is it going to go down? Is it during my speech? During the speech, that's a credible threat, uh, what 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 information? That's my new album, by the way. Credible threat. New information. Captain Friedrich hands a <laughs> demo CD to Bertrand. I will listen to this. I will listen to this later. Trust me. I'm gonna have to get ready uh, for this battle. So I start painting my face like a devil. Go devils! We're <laughs> <Or> the devils. <laughs> Go devils! Go devils! Yes, I agree. Go devils. I'm a big fan. Bernie, you're gonna have to be careful out there. As uh, a lot of uh, people trying to kill you. Probably, uh, they're afraid of socialism. I would agree, but there's a lot of frightening ideas in what I'm saying. My ideas are the right path for Sostakaria. And I thank you very much. You know, don't, don't feel afraid about this assassination attempt, which is complete surprise to all of us. And he winks to all of you. One wink. <laughs> yeah, one wink per person. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Captain Friedrich. I have something in my eye, and I need to look at each individual person to He's check winking it. winking at the table. <laughs> no worries, Bernie. We're in very good hands. We have the honor of having the legendary hero, Captain Friedrich, watching us. This is a man who has defended the Citadel for over 20 years. There is, he is, uh, he is known for running a tight ship. I feel much safer knowing that you will be there. That's good. I, I got your back. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, uh, you, you can just wait here. We are going to start getting ready soon. I assume everybody's up. Captain Friedrich comes in the room. He is just going to take a seat. Uh, he is now guarding Bertrand. He just going to hang out here, drink with that Pepsi. There's about an hour left until Lord Bertrand has to make his way to get into position to start preparing for the speech. About an, two hours after that, uh, all the other delegations from the human kingdoms, the dwarven kingdoms, the gnomish kingdoms, etc., etc., will be filing in to listen to Lord Bertrand's New Dawn celebration speech. Does anybody want to play cards? <laughs> Wink. Play some poker, maybe? I'll play strip poker. All right. Yikes. Roll another seduction check. Let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> Tell me more about this tight ship you used to run. <laughs> Mama June oh, says, hitting on the large... I rolled a 19. Oh, God. 
I guess I gotta take off my glove. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, a defeated Damien. <laughs> I guess we're getting naked. I like to play first by stripping and then playing polka. Oh, I'm into it. And by polka, I mean poke me. Everybody else could just leave the room. <laughs> I mean, your, your job is to protect me, right? And, and, uh, and uh, she just says that to everybody. I mean, uh, she was she was saying that to old Bernie earlier, wasn't she? I don't just say that to everybody, buddy. <laughs> that, I do know that. I actually... I haven't said that. it to Tiffy. Bernie, I apologize. Well, I'm, I'm also known as Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> I'm a woman. I mean woman. I completely understand. Thank you very much for backing down. He says, but as soon as Lord Bertrand turns his back, Captain Friedrich slips his number to Mama June. Here's my pager number. <laughs> it's like 44. <laughs> <laughs> Season four of a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> Here's a Roman numeral. I've always had a thing for pageant moms. <laughs> what are you doing in that hour, Kevin? Just sitting I in the mirror? I feel like you have an agenda for me. So <laughs> well, what are you doing as you have a heart attack in two seconds? <laughs> uh, well, Kevin's coughing up a hairball at the thought of Gertrude taking her clothes off. I think that's... It's weird that a man who looks a lot like Steve Jobs, Stephen Trades, is in the corner, <laughs> and a furball actually comes out. <laughs> to Kevin's surprise, though... Not a furball. As mm. this furball... Well, it does appear to be a regular furball to everybody. Steve. It's in the shape of a furball. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chud. Omar. <laughs> it's the fur, baby y'all. Yoda of Chud. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you see this furball. It's a deep blue. And you notice it starts to grow arms and a mouth. And it takes a very familiar shape. One oh, that you not chose this to say. And it looks just like Cookie Monster. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm the only one who can see it, right? You're the yeah. only one who can see right. it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We just hear him in the corner, just yeah. <laughs> Captain Friedrich sees it for a second, shakes his head, and then it looks like a regular hairball again. <laughs> that was weird. Kevin, it is me appearing as Cookie Monster to you again. I hate that I must take this form in order to hold your attention. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and he picks up parts of the fur, which turn into cookies in his hands, and he starts jamming them in his mouth. Kevin turns to walk away. Kevin, I've said something very dark is about to happen. There is a very powerful force in this building. Where are we? It's called the Citadel. <laughs> he answers the question. <laughs> <laughs> he just says that apropos of nothing out loud. You're just sitting in the corner stone face. <laughs> I was actually stripping and I lowered my pants and then I go, it's called the Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a place called the Citadel. We're here to guard Bertrand Sandville. I'm sorry I've been gone for so long, Kevin. I was speaking with the fake King Oberon and there is something we need you for. We need you to come with us. Where do you need me to go? I'm needed here. Time works much differently. We can wait till you're ready. But we need you urgently. If time works differently, you don't need us urgently. (laughs) We need you badly, but not... But the way time works between traveling from the Feywild, a minute in the Feywild could be two years here. So how long did it take you to say that in the Feywild? (laughs) I've been gone from you for three weeks, your time, but I was only gone visiting the Fey King for one day of mine. Kevin so gets a scratch a, piece of paper and he's trying to work this out. You literally have a shitload of time. Yes. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> I mean, we need you when you're cool, but right now, Kevin. Don't worry about it. I'm sure there aren't any listeners that are into, you know, the rules of time travel. <laughs> they wouldn't have anything to say oh, about it. Oh, yeah, we won't get any comments on this episode. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, bring it, Doctor Who nerds. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. 
I feel that the reason I was sent here is close by, in this building, in the Citadel, as the big orc man said. Is Chud in the same room as these guys? Chud is absolutely in the same room. But he doesn't see it. He's Cary Grant. Cary Grant is in this room. Oh, right. <laughs> and I Carrie sense Ann that someone needs milk. Musk. That's a real quote by Cary Grant. That's a real quote by Cary Grant, <laughs> who loves milk. Uh, <laughs> I sense a need milk for milk. <laughs> Who's got milk? As soon as milk is mentioned, uh, Stephen trades, a.k.a. Kevin the cat. Kevin the tabaxi. Kevin the tabaxi, that's right. You. That's your word. I have no right to say that. <laughs> Kevin, uh, when he looks back at the furball, he does not see Cookie Monster. He sees the furball that he spat up. He uh, gingerly kicks it under the table and hopes that no one else... You hear a cookie monster say, ow. <laughs> <As it's kicked. laughs> it's pretty weird how that cat was talking to himself while we were stripping, huh? He just does that. Uh, he's not he a cat to you. To <laughs> he looks like Stephen Jobs or uh. Stephen Trades. <laughs> he's a nerd. It's weird how that nerd was just talking to himself. <laughs> I'm so powerful, I can see through his disguise. He just calls everyone a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he meant like clo- oh, colloquially yeah. like a cat. This, <laughs> check out this cool cat daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a jive uh, turkey. Is he a cat or a turkey? He's a turkey cat. <laughs> this is just fun. I, I can listen to Patrick Warburton all the time. Oh, God. I'm imagining that sound. An hour passes. Captain Friedrich announces that it's uh, to follow him, stay close. Everybody follow me. I'm having a cigarette. Let's he, go this way. Captain Friedrich coolly strides down the hall. Rank has its privileges. None of the other men are smoking, but when you are a bona fide hero like Captain Friedrich, mm-hmm. you do what you want. I was bona fide for about an hour there. Smoking's not my thing. <coughs> but I will support your freedoms to smoke wherever you want. Thank you. I just do believe that there should be somewhat of a health tax to help compensate for many on cigarettes to help pay for uh, many of the public health consequences of public smoking. Luckily, this is weed. Oh, pass that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta stay clear. I have a speech. I'm sorry, but I will I will be... When we are done, you and I are gonna meet by the dumpsters, Captain Friedrich. High five. He jumps again to try to misses ah! to try to hit that high five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he jumps to try to miss. <laughs> oh my hips! Oh, okay, <laughs> now you owe me ten. Um, you should see me do my jump shot. <laughs> He's a baller. And one Bertrand Sandville video. <laughs> I can do it all. He leads you down an ornate stone hallway. Finally, you guys get to the room that other members of the party got drunk in before. It's no longer an empty room. Now there are servants abuzz setting up tables. You guys are escorting the keynote speaker, so you guys had to be there a little bit early. You guys know there are tables marked uh, for the dwarven delegation in the far right-hand corner of the room, the elven delegation on the left. You notice that there's a bit more space between those two tables than there used to be. Tensions are heightened. You see the various human kingdoms, halflings, whatever. You see placemats for uh, some of the lesser represented groups within the Senate. The Dwarven Mountain King, Vor Oakenshield, and his various Dwarven attendants and advisors come in with their delegation first. After that, King Luvon Tavares enters with his entourage of elven diplomats, servants, even a dancer, it looks like. Mm. Where's our special table? We have like somebody's disguised as a table, right? Gonk is the table you guys are all sitting at. Awkward. <laughs> um, you hear Captain Friedrich say, All right, so listen up, everybody. Gather up here. There's going to be an attempt on your life, probably, by the end of your speech. Now, we got this room locked down pretty good. I got guards all over. But uh, still, everybody keep your eye out. Stay froggy. Is and, that you, and you were the only person person on Frosty. Stay frosty. <laughs> Froggy, if you feel like jumping. Ready to jump. You have a squad mate named Froggy? I have a squad of frogs. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've met Corporal Frog. In any case, uh, if you guys keep an eye open, this table seems to be talking. It's weird. The lobster thermidor on top sneezes. Achoo! Oh, achoo, achoo, I'm sorry. Oh, this, this table seems to be acting up right now. Isn't that right, Mr. Table? As tables are wont to do. <laughs> God bless you, table. All right, uh, thank you for the warning. I will keep my eyes out up there. And I suggest everybody at this table also keep their eye out for any potential dangers that might be coming out. I have many enemies. If I were to predict it, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think that my, my political rival... He points over to a table and you see a tall human man, slicked back hair, has a very confident smile. You could tell he dyes his hair black despite being in his 60s. He, that that hair is jet black. Yeah. If there's only one leader in here that would be very against the things I am about to propose, it would be that one right there. That is King Ulbrich Marius. Just, uh, you know, Looks I don't... Looks a little like uh, Andy Garcia, Godfather 3. We'll keep an eye on him. Thank you very much. You got it. Ludbridge is escorted by Captain Friedrich to the stage. I slap him on the butt before he leaves. Ho-ho! Ho-ho! Cannot wait to be smoking with you after this. <laughs> I cast... Well, provided I survive, of course. I cast Shield of Faith on Bertrand. Smart. Okay. I like plus that two, a lot. Plus two bonus to AC. How are you doing it to make sure nobody sees you? Nobody... How, how are you concealing this? A protection spell? Uh... Like when you used to cough in math we, class. We got this room on lockdown. There's security. It's, it's a big table. When you drop your books so you can cover up your fart. Um, <laughs> can you do it under the table? Oh, I'll doing... just do the, the, under the, the semantic part of it. The, I'll do the uh, hand gestures under the table. And, and then when you... And then... Um, oh, that's what I'll do. I'll drop my napkin and then bend over to pick it up and do the, the, spe- the gestures and speaking. And then... Uh, so it's a, a range of uh, 60 feet. So actually, I'm going to, I'm not even going to cast it yet. I'm going to bend bend down and prepare it. For when Lord Bertrand walks, he's, he's circling around. You could slap him on the ass. And, uh, well, it's, it's a range uh, oh, spell. Okay. So I'm going to okay. just prepare it and hold it until. Um, we he, should all slap him on the ass. Okay, you're just going to hold yeah. the spell? Yeah, I'm going to okay. hold the spell. Absolutely. You're going to hold the spell in like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> this way. He leads Lord Bertrand to the stage. Lord Bertrand takes his time. Watch his, his steps, there. Watch his steps, Bertie. Oh, thank you, thank you. I have these hips. Oh, I just can't, can't play basketball like I used to. Be. These hips don't lie. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> these hips don't lie, but they do fall. <laughs> they go break. Uh, Captain Friedrich then makes his way out of a to a staircase that leads out of the room behind. After a few moments, you see him make his way up to a balcony, presumably to get a much better look. I'll be up here. The room. If Bertrand is at 12 o'clock of the room, uh, Captain Friedrich is now at 6 o'clock, one story up. And I'm at 5 o'clock, because it's always 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Happy hour. My friends, fellow senators, and representatives, we are in the midst of a defining and pivotal moment for all of Sostakaria with so many crises converging upon us simultaneously. It's easy for us to speak of sedition or throw our hands up in resignation. But my message to you today is that if there ever was a moment in our shared history where despair was not an option, this is that time. If there was ever a moment where we had to effectively analyze the competing political and social forces which define this historical period, this is that 
time. If there ever was a moment where we needed to stand up and fight against the forces of corruption, oligarchy, and authoritarianism, this is that time. Our tax dollars currently go towards the military expansion of our once moral government. We have assimilated the Arakokra, the Furbolgs, the Kenku, and so many others. And for what I ask you, false cries of unity, for progress, these are not the ideals on which this assembly was formed nearly 100 years ago. The elves and dwarves mumble with agreement. The dwarves tap their mugs on the table mm. when he mentions much-needed reforms. The elves support the Medicare for All options. Representatives from some of the human kingdoms grumble at some of Lord Burton's proposals. They're suffering from the bell. Let's cut to Malison right now. Okay. Malison, uh, what are you doing? Think of this as a large RV. This has been yours. Unlike a lot of vehicles you're in, this one's tall enough you can stand up in. You're a tall Goliath woman. You've had two days where you're guarding the vehicle. This might seem like a vacation to some. You know, you don't have to worry about responsibility. There's a shower, there's meals. This is not roughing it. Got to masturbate like I like it. Is that, oh is that in yeah. character? Does the telepathy still work when that's happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Is, uh, Mal? Mal, you forgot, you forgot to turn this thing off, Mal. She's Mal, like, no, I didn't. <laughs> You're on an open mic. You're on an open oh, mic. Oh, Mal. <laughs> He's like, somebody put that aluminum foil hat on my lobster head. <laughs> He's just like trying to bounce his table like to get the, the crown on. Be, I would Not be masturbating. There drinking wine and watching murder shows. Malison is... Uh, How else would you masturbate? <laughs> 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 That's my formula. <laughs> like, oh, he can't be masturbating. He's learning about crimes. <laughs> Malison Kill sits in the spacious, you might call it the living room of the Battle Barge. Others might call it the cargo hold. But it is very well decorated. She sits in an ornate chair, Bertrand Sandville's favorite comfortable chair, as a matter of fact. She is swirling a glass of chicken wine. She said she was watching TV. ID channel, murder shows. Steam-powered uh, TV. It's a true crime podcast. It's an old-timey record player. The Elven Strangler was finally caught after seven years, found by a team of dwarven investigators. Malison <laughs> takes a sip of her chicken wine, clearly enamored in the true crime. I don't uh, understand. He was always such a nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> is the last thing she hears before a loud explosion. Uh, what do you do? You've heard this explosion. Oh, uh, well. The record player, you hear the record player skid to a stop as a couple seconds later, bits of rock start landing all over. You can hear large objects falling all over. You know that this battle barge is parked inside your boulders making impact with the top of this building. Some of them are coming through. You hear them make, making contact with the top of the battle barge. Um. <laughs> finishes her wine. So that, that was a TPK, right? Uh, except for M Malison. The, the oh, Citadel you, blew up. Oh, you guys are dead. Uh, okay. this, is, this is her story. <laughs> yes! Bunch of kids on bikes ride by. <laughs> now, can you tell me before I answer, why, why am I down? Am I just watching the barge while everyone's up at the speech? Yes. Well, I, I'm going to, at this point, then, if, if I feel that this is no longer a safe place to be, I'm going to get the battle barge up to the where y'all are. Well, is there anything in this in this vehicle that I need to grab and take with me? There is one potion that Bertrand Sandville gave you. Uh, Besides it, all my personal effects that I've always had on me. And all your giant cocaine. Yeah. No, yeah. actually, that's gone. That's no more gone. giant cocaine. Damn it. Uh, too hard. Yes, you but all of your equipment stashed. is on you. 
Okay, but and there's nothing else that needs rescuing from this barge. Nope. Yeah, then I'm gonna take that lift. We gotta get out of there. All right, bring that potion. Uh, Mal- yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Malice and Kill opens up the back cargo and hold and the wine. Yeah, and she <laughs> <laughs> grabs a takes raids Bertrand Sandville's uh, midi bar, grabs one bottle of wine, sticks it in her bag, grabs her mace in one hand and the half-finished bottle of chicken wine in the other hand. Got and my makes rape her whistle, got my potion. As you exit the vehicle, you see chaos all around you. There are boulders raining down all over Loton. Loton being the lower city to the Citadel, where most of the servants live. And Can I see, can I see any source for the destruction? Go ahead and roll me a perception check. We're going to see how much of this you're able to take in. I'm just picturing as oh, boulders God. rain down around her, she's standing calmly and she says to herself, I love the smell of boulders in the morning. <laughs> just smell like regular rocks. I don't know. <laughs> the smell of victory. 20. Wow. Ooh. 20? You see everything. Other people yes. are... <laughs> you know what kind of rocks they are. Now I know <laughs> what kind of an explosion this is. You see your own death. <laughs> it's a kablooey. Others are panicking all around you, but Malison stays icy cold. She is able to take in all the information around her. She sees above her a good chunk of the bottom of the citadel has fallen off. Her eagle eyes allowed her to see that one of the buildings on the edge, on the periphery of the floating city is no more. This was an ornate, beautiful sky castle, and there is clearly a smoking charred tower no on name. the periphery. Billionaires will solve this. <laughs> you see that. But also amongst all the people you're seeing around, you see two familiar faces. They're running towards the lift that you can see in the distance that takes people from Loton all the way up to the Citadel. You recognize these two figures as Gremel Stonebreaker and Madame de la Polka. Flanking them are uh, members of the Thieves Guild. But I can't see the origin of the destruction. You cannot see that. That is not visible from your vantage point. All right, well, I'm going to uh, run toward uh, De La Polga and Stone Smash Face and uh, head up to the lift. Madam DP. <laughs> Lothario's mom... Uh, she likes to shorten to Mad DP. <laughs> As Malison approaches, she sees Gremel Stonebreaker and Madame De La Polga t- uh, talking. They're standing in front of the lift. It is this large, clear glass container. There's this bright blue energy that normally surrounds it that is the power source that levitates the lift one mile into the sky. That energy is gone right now. You see Gremel Stonebreakers hitting the glass. The blasted thing! Work, damn ya! Do you know how to fix this, Madame de la Purga? And she hits it with a chonkle a few times. Uh, and it works. <laughs> it works so good now. Magic chonkle. I, I have no way how, how to do this. I, I... Gremel Stonebreaker turns around in time. Uh, he senses a large, imposing figure coming up behind him. He draws his face, turns around in time to see Malice and kill. Malice and lass! Where the bloody hell have you been? Where's the rest of Gertrude's dudes? Well, I've been guarding the barge. They're up there. Blast. We got to get up there. I didn't want to do this, but he gets on his stone of far speech and calls, bring in the ship. We have no other choice. Air defenses be damned. Malison waits for a few minutes. She tries inspecting the ornate glass lift. Doesn't find anything. After a few minutes of trying desperately to figure out a way to get up to the Citadel, uh, she can hear the familiar sound of the USS Gertrude's dudes approaching. in this room were alive when Sostagaria was founded on the promise of peace, equality, 
and cooperation between all peoples. How far this body has fallen. But all is not lost. We can correct course. We face two very different political paths. On one hand, there is a growing movement. Bertrand Sandville's speech is going. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Anybody above a 20. The speech is being fairly well received by most members. Tifi and Chud, you notice there's something in the air, energy in the air. The hairs on your arms start to stand up like static electricity. Well, my dander is rising. I feel tingly like Spider-Man. None of you know what he's talking about. That's a real quote from Cary Grant. That's a real quote from Spider-Man. Spider-Man Grant. As the speech continues, Chud and Tifi. There's something off. Tifi, do you sense that? There's something weird going on. In fact, you guys are also magic users, too. Go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. Ooh. 25. 26. Now that you're paying attention to something off, you guys notice uh, it, it must have been slow. You guys have sensed there's an aura. You can't see it, but you feel that it's blue. It has that same energy that's... It's magical and at the same time not as those power lines that you guys have seen before. It's not really perceptible to the eye, but as magic users, you can sense this energy building around the doors. You're in the circular room with doors at uh, north, south, east, and west. You get the feeling with that roll that this is a barrier. This, this is a very strong barrier. It's slowly accumulating. TV and everyone, do you... Do you notice it seems there's some sort of magical energy? The barrier blocking the doors. Is this the way Cary Grant talked last episode? I don't know. That's something Cary Grant used to say. That's a real quote from me, <laughs> Cary Grant. I don't, I don't feel anything but I don't notice anything. Cary Grant is correct. Uh, everyone here, it's, there's there's danger afoot. I, I sense a magical uh, uh, disturbance. Kevin looks at his feet. Boundaries uh, forming around us. I, I believe it's dangerous to stay here, perhaps. You hear a loud explosion. It sounds like it's come not from the building you're in, but from a building that couldn't be far off. Building 7. You hear rubble. <laughs> Before I spoke, I, I released that uh, shield spell on, on Bertrand. Uh, so he's shielded now. Bertrand feels like he has Tingly. almost invisible Michelin Man set of armor uh, on him. That's <laughs> he feels a warm hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's an explosion! What what has happened here? As the room is thrown into chaos, dwarves with their mighty stone mugs banging on a door that they just can't seem to get through. There's an barrier that's preventing them. Everybody in the room, give me another perception check. Uh, Kevin has 15 plus 5, 20. Did L anybody roll over 20, by the way? Right. You rolled yeah, the highest. Okay. This one has a very high DC, but because you did get a dirty 20, I'll give you something. Dirty All of you are trying That's to find some clue to assess what danger is happening. Only Kevin notices there's one person not panicking. In fact, he has his hands up to his head, and he is eerily calm. It is Captain Friedrich. He is in the balcony above you. I'm calm. <laughs> the ticket CBD? <laughs> he did smoke right before. <laughs> I'm very mellow. Well, that's strange. Captain Friedrich doesn't seem to be phased by any of this. 
Hey, none of you seem to hear Kevin as this, <laughs> Apparently as, not. As, this, as this is going on all around you. This 500-pound beast of a half-orc in plate armor jumps off the balcony he's on and does a superhero landing in a clearing. No, he's got a roll for his superhero landing. Okay, gotcha. I have oh, stats for him. That's not a problem. Uh, Iron when Man you landing? say superhero yeah. landing, is this Superman, Batman? It's all the same. That, that, it's a specific... Three-point oh, landing. Oh, they're T-bowing. Is Get out of here right reference? now. Can we replace it on the podcast? <laughs> is that a fucking sports reference? <laughs> Every reference is wrong. <laughs> Every reference is wrong. I'm here. I showed up. I did my part. Oh, I love it. Did okay. you? T-bowing. Um, so Friedrich Tebow's <laughs> five. <laughs> well, he's 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 quite a powerful hero. He tries a superhero, but he does a Tebow instead. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> See, I love how you guys make fun of me, but then you go with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's dumber. Nobody yeah. would ever do that. We're Roll fixing it. it. <laughs> we're yeah, fixing we're, the joke. Yeah. Teamwork. Just, thank you. No. This way, this guy. No. Uh, despite no. <laughs> despite rolling a five. Really, the final number is a fifteen. So he, he, this guy's this guy's kind of a badass. I don't think fifteen is enough. <laughs> Congratulations, we have a new dungeon master under this guy. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is when that episode when Homer ran to, to become the garbage, the garbage man. Yeah. <laughs> and now the whole fucking town falls apart. He blew the whole budget one month. <laughs> so Friedrich, uh, Superman or superhero, lands on the yeah. ground. Correct. Uh, only Kevin, though, has noticed. Maybe you guys have heard him, but only Kevin has really noticed. A lot of you are trying to find exits. Uh, some of you are trying to help people who, who are wounded, who've been knocked to the ground, trampled by others trying to flee. I would have I would have uh, headed towards Bertrand. We should right get away. to Bertrand to protect him. Everybody give me another perception check. 20. Dirty 20. 20. Dirty 20? Yeah. Anybody else? Captain Friedrich has slowly and confidently strided half of the distance of the building towards Bertrand Sandville. It is at this point that anybody who rolled in F16 or over uh, they can see that Captain Friedrich's eyes are blue. They are an eerie, glowing blue. They're a blue. beautiful blue, by the way. Uh, and he also kind of looks like an evil version of himself before. Just kind of has a, a confident smirk. Oh, he has a goatee. Just, that just says no good. Yeah. He's a ponytail. Uh, Five o'clock shadow. Goatee and, and a ponytail. <laughs> yeah, and there's now a goat, what seems to be a goatee on Captain Friedrich. <laughs> the grossest a blue goatee of facial hair. And a thin gold uh, chain around his uh, no. neck. Captain Friedrich slowly... <laughs> Continues his advance. You owe me five. It was ten. It was ten. Hey, Captain Friedrich, we're over here. We help. There seems to be some explosion. I could use some protection over here. Bernie, I don't think he's on your side anymore. What, 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 he seems to be under control of nefarious forces. What, what's up? What's wrong with your eyes? I don't remember him having such beautiful eyes before. Stare into my blue eyes oh. while I kill you. Ah! And he pulls out his axe. Everybody, Kevin roll for goes initiative. To Let me ask. Ask your question. <laughs> His eyes grow bright blue as he makes that pun. Okay. Uh, Tifi, you are up you. first. All right, I'm going to cast uh, Hold Person on um, Friedrich. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold me. Wisdom saving DC 15. Carrie Ann Moss, disguised as Tifi, raised her, her hand up in the air, says a few words. Uh, for a second, Captain Friedrich slows, but then he... Shakes it off. I don't think so. And then I will uh, just drop my Carrie Ann Moss form. I'll say as a free action, you can ha- you can just take the antidote. Potion. Okay. And then uh, post up in fr- front of Birdie 
and ready a um, uh, mace strike if Friedrich gets too close. And I don't want to hurt you. Stay right there. I do want to hurt you. <laughs> so you stay there. <laughs> <laughs> Gonk is up. Who wants to Jaeger Gonk? Gonk is up. Uh, you guys didn't, right. don't see how. You don't, may, perhaps you were distracted by the huge, intimidating half-orc warrior in front of you. But this table transforms from a highly ornate piece of woodwork into a badass but kind of beaten up turtle. I would like to rage. <laughs> <laughs> he came back as Werner Herzog, and then it turns into a turtle, and then transforms into Werner Herzog. Rage is the human condition. <laughs> um, he uh, definitely rages. Holy shit, this table's mad. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, Gonk somehow gets gets his change form potion is his antidote and uh the little lobster drink before before he even uh changes form the table like kind of like stands straight up like on just two legs and starts to roll forward and then it it turns into the tor- turtle and he rolls onto his shell and like stands up in front of uh uh Friedrich cool. oh god what is happening to that table oh okay good that's what the gone I forgot <laughs> um so I'll just roll them both two attacks so 20 and an 8. Your first attack hits. Okay. Oh. So he rolls a total of uh, 16 damage, and if it matters, one of those is electric damage. Gonk charges the large half-orc warrior. He takes his two-handed cutlass, takes two swipes. The first one makes great contact with the right shoulder of Captain Friedrich's armor. It's a solid hit. It rings out, but it really makes no dent in the armor. But you can tell that the force did rock Captain Friedrich a bit. Probably going to have a real short shoulder tomorrow. Realizing that he can't take this uh, turtle for granted, he easily dodges the second attack. You missed. Try to flank him up and stuff. Okay. We can see if we can outdance him. Yeah. I mean, that might be. Motorcycle race, baby. You're certainly welcome to try. <laughs> Captain Friedrich is going to use his bonus action to rage as well. Mm. So uh, Gonk screams in Captain Friedrich's face. He screams right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was almost the Howard Dean. It pissed me yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> this is fired as up as I get. Yeah. <laughs> Chop the table in half. Excellent. He is going to take three attacks at Gonk. Jeez. Do I get a modifier of any kind? Uh, yes, you, 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 have fight, you have quite the modifier. You actually have a plus 13 modifier. So go ahead and roll three attacks. Okay, well, first one, seven, four, so that's 17. 17, 25, 22. Until we know otherwise, his armor class could be 18 for this fight. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, so the first one misses. Take that, you stupid table. 36. And uh, is that just slashing damage? That's slashing damage. It's going to be uh, halved. So 18. So Gonk takes 18 damage. But on seeing that, uh, he's going to nod with respect to Gonk. He's going to use his action surge, and he's going to attack Gonk with three more attacks. Jeez. I'm going to fuck this table right up. <laughs> I think Gonk's going to die. All right, all three hit, and the last one was a nat 20. Is that double damage? It is. Yeah. It's 46. Then half. Uh, 23. Gotcha. 
take that, you stupid table. After taking his first three swipes, takes an additional three swipes. Three strikes land, the first one chopping deep into Gonk's right leg. The second, uh, he brings it around skillfully, uh, so fast that Gonk, despite his training, couldn't uh, anticipate Captain Friedrich's moves. He takes his axe around and he chops, takes a chunk out of Gonk's shell. The axe is there, pulls it out, and for his last blow, he sinks his axe deep into Gonk's stomach. Gonk Ooh. is bleeding profusely from his midsection, but there's still a lot of fight in this torval. You're very tough. I respect it. Steven Trades snaps into action. Kevin is up. Uh, I'm staying at Steven Trades for this fight. <laughs> I'm going to beat this guy as a nerd. Is there enough room for me to cast my hentai spell? And not fuck us up. Yeah. I believe it's a 20 foot radius. Yes, you could carve something out. You want to use your head tie spell? I do. Uh, because I'm still disguised as Stephen Trades, instead of a ring, it's a, a, a watch that I'm wearing that my company has manufactured. And uh, I'm just going to press the button and, and make the hentai spell. Stephen Trades activates the ring on his finger. Only it's not a ring, it is some sort of orange watch or fruit based watch. Potato on watch. His potato watch on his uh, wrist. He hits the button immediately. A large black circle appears. The only person caught in this circle is Captain Friedrich, miraculously. Oh, shit. Uh, black smoke starts to uh, come up from the ground, and with it, three huge tentacles shoot up from the ground from different parts of Good this. Lord. Two of them grab Captain Friedrich by the arm. Go ahead and roll damage on that, by the way. He's Someone order the calamari? Captain Friedrich bursts from the tentacles and laughs at Kevin. <laughs> Roll an 11 for attacking with my hammer. Nerdy Steven Trades runs up to large Captain Friedrich with his hammer out, and with a laugh, Captain Friedrich just sidesteps it. <laughs> Good try, punk. All right, we're going to go ahead and do the layer action now. A burst of energy escapes. It knocks everybody in the room to the ground. As a matter of fact, it is a very powerful blast. Get uh, back! A member of the Dwarven delegation was flung backwards and impaled on a flag that was sitting at the edge of the room. Several uh, elves were thrown against walls with such force that they are now unconscious, bleeding from their heads mm. on the ground. King Tovaris is trying to revive one of his trusted friends. Inside is panic. Go ahead and roll me a wisdom saving throw. Anybody who rolled below a 13. Kevin, you got 21. Chud and Gertrude, you notice that uh, as you are getting back up uh, from this wave that's knocked you down, you notice that your connection to your abilities, to your magical abilities specifically, are greatly diminished. For any time you do a spell, you will be doing it. If it's an attack, you will be doing it at disadvantage. And if it's something that makes the target have to do a saving throw, they get to roll at advantage because you are off your magical game. That was the lair action. Gertrude, you are up. Busting off shots, Gertrude. So I'm gonna do the three arrows again. I'll attack three times. Uh, does any one of those attacks beat a 20? Only one of them. Mama June pulls a longbow out from underneath her muumuu, which to anybody, <laughs> if there was a less of a commotion happening, this would have been a shocking sight to see. Yeah. Uh, with one smooth motion, she loads up a menthol cigarette in her mouth, grabs three arrows, uh, knocks them in her bow, and lets them loose like Robin Hood would do, firing multiple projectiles from one bow. The three arrows fly true to their mark. Two of them bounce harmlessly off Captain Friedrich's chest plate. He laughs for a second till he notices that a third one found purchase inside of the joint of his right shoulder. <laughs> oh, shit. It does... <laughs> Uh, six damage, you said? It's 11, but he's halved, right? Because yeah. he's raging. Yes, yeah, so it's six. So down to six. All right. Uh, is it six or is it five? Six. Five and a half? Stop working tickle. against us. Six. <laughs> All right, Chud, you are up. Okay. 
Um, so since my magic is decreased when I cast spells, can I use an item that I've never used, which is my pistol? You sure as shit can. All right. So Chud, uh, dressed as Cary Grant, pulls out his pistol, <laughs> La Pistola, and points it at that son of a bitch and shoots him many times. I don't know how many times. <laughs> you have six shots in it. Okay. Per long rest, you can use all, all six long I'm shots using right all now. All six, or? baby. All six. 26. 26. That's great. Yeah, Chad, you unleashed La Pistola at this unstoppable tank that's just been moving forward towards Bertrand. He does not seem to be impressed with La Pistola that you just pulled out, and that is his mistake. He does not even attempt to move as three of those shots seem to pierce his armor. He takes a knee, clearly in pain. Does he Tebow? Uh, Smoke coming from his armor. As I shoot him, as Cary Grant. (laughs) I say, I have a gun and I know how to shoot, and whoever comes calling without an invitation will get it in their rear end. That's a real quote from Cary Grant. <laughs> Some of the elves who were paying attention just the way you presented that big clap, they give you a standing ovation. This the one that's impaled. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo! His last words. <laughs> Okay, so that's your action. For your bonus action, you can hide. You I can do hidden step. Yeah, I'll turn invisible then. Yeah. All right, uh, Chud turns invisible. I would like to, yes, move toward Bertrand. Chud turns invisible and makes his way around the black circle that Kevin made. To can I blow imaginary moving. smoke off the end of my gun right before I turn invisible? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for fucking with Cary Grant. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is weird. Even though Chud's invisible as well as his equipment, you do see some smoke look like it's come from nowhere and then just get blown. <laughs> I'd still be dressed as Little Caesar. Little Caesar? Me. Slip on the ad said San Gugna. Mm-hmm. My, I can't pronounce it, but I'm putting on my, my cloak. And uh, I'm trying to get on uh, yeah, the opposite side of him so I can uh, attack from behind and then surprise him. You have uh, the ability to attack up to three times with your crossbow. Roll th- 3d20. I all think. three of Lothario's attacks, although they're solid shots with a fine crossbow, they just bounce off of ding, Captain ding, Friedrich's ding. magical armor. Dang it! Sweet. <laughs> and 18 didn't Good try. And can I put on my no. cloak again and then just go sulk <laughs> in the darkness? <laughs> For those yeah, crossbow well, bolts. Well, well, a stealth check? <laughs> Felt like maybe there's a mosquito in here. Nine. Nine, you actually have like a plus 12, I believe. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I re-stealth. Yeah. In the chaos, as a dwarf runs by him looking yeah. for help, I... as he passes him, Lothario is now under a table. You didn't Man. see what happened to him, but he's gone. Uh, Captain Friedrich laughs. This I want to get hurt. He's been dominating. <laughs> oh. You guys are pussies. Before we get to the start of the round, things seem kind of bleak in here. There's a lot of death and suffering happening in this room. I'm kicking uh, ass. You guys don't know how you're going to take down this thing. All of a sudden, you hear what sounds like cannons. Just from right outside the building. My ship? A second later, a different ship, the USS Gertrude's Dudes, can be seen on the other side as cannons blast away the ceiling of the room you're in. On a rope, you see Malison slide down. Damn. Errol uh, Flynn style. <laughs> Air assaults in through the ceiling. You can see Greville. Thank goodness, Captain Marvel's here. Who's to say that your potion didn't turn you into a chunk from the Goonies or something? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's what I wanted to add. Now, first of all, that potion, you don't get to pick what you turn into because it sounds like you do. No, no, no. You do, but uh, I will, in the storytelling, make it as if it is not your decision. But you... I I understand. Now, what do we know about Captain Friedrich? I missed his little introduction. I mean, not like before this. Does he have weaknesses? Is he a a married guy? Does he like women? What's his deal? Roll an insight check. You're (laughs) you're looking at this guy. Give me an insight check. We're going to find out what you can tell about him. It's going to have to be a high roll. I did play strip poker with Gertrude. 19. 19? Plus modifiers. Uh, I don't know what my I think it's like one. It doesn't matter. There's something. <laughs> 19. You've seen the look of a warrior before, a great warrior. You've seen the look of a highly disciplined general type character. You get the feeling uh, from looking at him, you're pretty sure he's a breeder. He's straight. You have no idea that he was flirting with Mama June earlier. I think this chick's checking me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get your number afterwards. <laughs> you can tell he's a very disciplined person. Uh, you can also tell by looking at him that he is not in his right state of mind. Damn. All right. If he's not in his uh, normal susceptible state of mind, drink my potion and become a very classy him. Oh, okay. Uh, are you wearing armor as well? Are you wearing, uh, what are you wearing? Whatever he would be really into. Whatever he would look at himself and go, nice. Later, Hosen. <laughs> so I imagine oh, yeah. it would be sort of a, a replica of what he's wearing, only a little better. Everything's just a little better. You drink the potion before you rappel downwards. Uh, Bertrand apparently didn't know Captain Friedrich is going to be here, and it was planning on having you pretend to be this member of his entourage. Good thing uh, you hid in the vehicle. But it's actually coming into great use now as uh, what looks like a second Captain Friedrich slides down the rope into the building. You guys don't know this is Malison, by the way. What the hell? (laughs) This... Captain Friedrich doesn't have the goatee. He looks like the good, not evil version of Captain Friedrich that came out a second ago, except his armor is much shinier and it says Go Devils all over it. There's like blue Go devil Devils embroidered all over the cape. I- I'm uh, almost kind of tempted to look like his, maybe his father, who was also a war hero, who was his mentor and, and who he looked up to and modeled himself after. That's almost kind of what I'm going for. Okay, all right. An older version of Captain Friedrich, maybe a bit bigger around the gut, but he's he's grayer hairs, but certainly a fierce looking warrior. Almost reminiscent of the dad character from Braveheart was a half-orc. He's an old man you don't want to mess with. Papa. (laughs) Papa. What's become of you? What what became of you? you? You left for cigarettes 25 years ago. Never came back. Papa! Good thing you have to be 21 now. (laughs) Give him a hug. Give him a hug, Captain Friedrich. That'll snap you out of it. Reunite with your father. Now, I don't think I want to try to snap him out of anything. This is just a ruse so I can get a really easy hit in. So go ahead and just roll me a, um, a wisdom saving throw, evil Captain Friedrich. We are going to see if this got in three shitty enough. For your next turn, she's in your head. She has father. Uh, you're going to attack at disadvantage. <laughs> Tears rolling down his green-skinned <laughs> face. Daddy, give me five. You owe me five. Uh, is that is that your turn? I mean, yeah, because otherwise, I'm just looking around trying to think of how, mm. you know, maybe I communicate with the rest of the team that. This isn't the real Friedrich. Something's got him. You could mentally tell that to Gonk. Yeah. Gonk says, that oh. older orc gentleman's Malison. <laughs> don't, don't, don't attack the older orc. 
<laughs> That's me. Shut up, Malison. I'm trying to relay an order. Malison. <laughs> oh, Captain, Mal. Captain, I'm sorry I told you to shut up. Feel free to write me an Article 15 when we get back to the ship, y'all. Wait, I'm confused. It's not my daddy. Oh, no, that's your, that, that's your daddy. You're a tricky table. Thank you kindly. Moving on, TV, it is your up. <laughs> that's right. I'll cast um, uh, Bless on Gonk, Kevin, and Malison. Uh, anything else? Yeah, I'm going to take my hole thrower and uh, shoot it at his feet to like try to get him to fall into the... Oh. Okay, I like this. Ooh. He's throwing. He's using this thing called the hole thrower. Looks like a slingshot. Throwing it at my feet so that I'll fall through the ground. TV, how how big is the hole that you threw? It will be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's um, eight foot. Eight by eight. Okay. Yeah. TV reaches into his bag and pulls out a Dennis the Menace-esque looking slingshot. Pulls it back, even though it has no ammunition. This is a magical item. When he releases it, a projectile flies. It hits its target. Give me an attack roll. It's not going to be a crazy attack roll, but just give me an attack roll. We're going to see if you accurately did it. So, five plus five. A ten, I'll give it to you. You just had to hit the ground. It's not yeah. crazy. And you have an eight foot by eight foot hole you have to do it yeah. in. I'll give it to you. If it was like a two, we'll talk. Literally the side of a barn. Can you hit the side of a barn? Yeah. What the fuck were you programmed for, robot? If you can't... Like a 16 foot hole, right? He pulls it out and he shoots. An eight foot by eight foot hole appears right beneath Captain Friedrich's feet. Oh, he crap. falls to the sub-basement level below. Yeah! In fact, he will take... Captain Friedrich takes four damage as you hear a fall that seems to last forever. Loud crunch as metal armor and orcish bone hit the ground below you. You, oh. but judging from how much damage you heard, you get the feeling he landed another superhero pose, <laughs> all cool like, and nobody saw. Gonk Hi. is up. Gonk is up. A profusely bleeding oh, yeah. Gonk. So yeah, so he's bleeding. Oh well, Gonk. Does he have any ranged anything? He has a flintlock pistol. Okay, um, and that okay. In that case, I would think he would. Uh, just stand up uh, uh, at the top or at the edge of the hole and and uh, line up and try to fire down the hole. All right, uh, go ahead and give me an attack roll. Twelve. Oh, Total. Shoot his load. A gonk stands at the edge of the hole, aims his flintlock pistol. He listens for a low voice. And he, he finally. I'm over here. Pulled out the jammy, <laughs> aimed it at the sky. I'm right here. Gonk hears that and fires blindly. Uh, it misses. He doesn't hear pain. In fact, he hears. You missed real bad. This is a bad shot. You're a terrible shot, Turtles. Does it ricochet and go back and oh. hit Gonk? <laughs> I will shit on your dad. My father, protect my father. I start yelling. I start yelling up. Watch out, Dad. He's gonna shit on you. <laughs> it is Captain Friedrich's turn. Coming from the pit, where you heard a lot more evil cackling and self-assured comments, suddenly silence falls. On the pit. What the? What the hell? I'm in a hole. What's going on down here? Do you want to do anything for your turn, Captain Friedrich? Can I climb out of this hole? Yes, we will say with your strength, you could even you could do the Colossus, just punch holes and things. Okay. Uh, you, if, if you dashed, you could probably I could say get to the top on this turn, but you couldn't act. Okay. I just want to yeah, I want to climb out of the hole and be like, what the hell am I doing in this hole? You hear 
stone being crunched and pushed out of the way as his powerful hands are crushing into the stone. A couple seconds later, you see Captain Friedrich. The blue in his eyes is gone. Guys, I think we can take him now. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Hey, did the tentacles fall down the hole? There is still is that black area. Captain Friedrich, as you get up there, you're slowed by this molassesy. It's with uh, all these dark gross energy. tentacles. Hey, is that my dad? What the hell? <laughs> We're being attacked? Bertrand, are you still giving a speech? No, I've not been giving a speech. What the hell have you been? You, you tried to kill us a second ago. No, I would never do that. I should explain the whole reason I didn't want to kill him and I wanted to snap him out of it is that because I am madly in love with Patrick Warburton. I love it. Okay. <laughs> you guys are out of combat right now, but roll me a perception a check. check TV. All right. Um, <laughs> that will be a 19. You turn around to see Bertrand Sandville just in time. You see... Alexandra ocasio Juarez, the small gnomish woman. <laughs> she has a broken bottle. Her eyes are bright blue, and she is about to stab Bertrand at the base of his spine. This see is it? like the naked gun. You <laughs> see it in time. Where where am I in the stack? Oh, Republican. Where they are? Is she? Like, <laughs> is she <laughs> is she under or is melt. she behind him? She is right behind him. I'm gonna teach him to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> So do, do I feed the entire picture into my computer? Is that how that works? I'll just, I'll try to reach around, pushing him, but putting the, uh, <laughs> I'll give him a reach around with my shield and try You've to put, gone from put my inner seat, to reach uh, interpose my shield between the strike and his neck. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you we hear- don't need trickle down economics. We need reach around economics. <laughs> Everyone give each other a hand. Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> Reach around economics. It almost looks from Bertrand's perspective as if Teefy's giving him a very rapid hug. Mm. I'm fine, Mr. Teefy. And then a second later, he hears the sound of glass shattering on a shield and a mousy cry of, yes! as AOJ jumps in the air and tries to stab Bertrand. She is cursing like a dog. I'll kill you, you dirty socialist. And she's going crazy right now. She is now bounced harmlessly to the ground after rebounding off Teefy's shield. Am I able to notice what got the blue out of his eyes? Can I perceive that, or is it just random? No, roll me an investigation check. Can we all do this or no? 18. Anybody who saw what's happening? 18? Four. I got a 27. You get the feeling that you analyze this from the most logical standpoint you can. Clearly somebody wants Bertrand dead. You get Jeez, the feeling- I didn't need to roll for dice for that. <laughs> what, what could be controlling them? What made them change? And you realize, whatever has the highest chance of success at that time. Why Captain Friedrich changed, because he was on a different floor. He couldn't mm. do it at that point. Right. Ooh, it's gonna In fact, as you're putting these Kaiser Soze pieces together, you see the blue fade from okay. AOJ's eyes. Right. You start looking around. You see High King Vorik Oakenshield's eyes turn blue. And this Dwarven yeah. King starts marching towards Bertrand. Okay. It's, it's Vorik now. Vork grabs one of the flags that one of the dwarves is impaled next to him. This flag is covered in blood, but it does not have a stuck dwarf on it. He grabs it, and he is going to do a javelin attack. Plus four. That is not hit. He grabs this flagpole, uses a mighty javelin, and throws it. It sails just over Bertrand Sandfall's shoulder. Oh, oh goodness! King, King Vork, what are you doing? What are you doing? We, our, our peoples can work together. 
So Wormser didn't engineer that javelin for his limp-wristed throwing style. <laughs> You're welcome. The magic users can sense that the shield the blocking the door are weakening, but in exchange for that, you see a lot more eyes turning blue mm. all around you. In fact, almost all of the elves who are still conscious, uh, eyes have turned blue. Half of the dwarves seem like they could have resisted, but the other ones have their eyes have turned blue. It's not just the dwarves there, even High King Boris Hearthholm, the highest ranking human, is his eyes are blue. Well, and we need to grab everybody and just jump on Gertrude's dudes and GTFO. Yeah, can we reach? I don't think there's any way to stop week. this spell from taking people over. It's starting to get right. more and more intense. I think fleeing is our best option. So well, I was, was going to ask if all of the elves there are turning blue because I'm an elf. Am I gonna? Am I susceptible to? Which brings me it? to our next. As Tifi's looking around, everybody roll me a wisdom saving throw. Well, Tifi would change if he's the closest. If this had effect on us. Nine. Thirteen. Twenty-three. I think it's an eight for me because I'm yeah, not wise. Twenty. Lothario, your eyes are starting to turn blue. Twelve. Okay, yeah, they look great on me. Uh, but it's not like it's not like a blue like. Oh my god, those are such cat piercing blue eyes. They're like like staring into a an ice lake. They are glowing blue, like LED. They are glowing. Ah, LED spicy blue. eyes, spicy eyes. <laughs> my eyes are tingling. I'll, it's I'll like I did the... them in Sprite. We'll say as you guys are moving out. Lothario's eyes have turned blue. Uh, everybody is leaving right now. Everybody's in the process of moving. Gertrude's dudes surrounding Lord Bertrand. Gremel Stonebreaker was able to circle the ship back around and drop a rope here. This way! Come on! I can't! The air defenses are coming! Go ahead and roll a perception check. We're going to see if you guys are able to notice Lothario. Anybody above a 16 can attempt to stop what's about to happen. Right. Roll an attack roll. Can I use my ring of polymorph? Yes. Can I turn myself into some kind of a pegasus? Yes. Uh, okay, so... Ooh, a nightmare Pegasus. Yeah, I, I try to get Bertrand to get on my back, and I fly up the hell out of there. And that's how you're going to get him away from Lothario yes. before he moves? Right. Okay, give me a dexterity check. We're going to see how fast you do it. Eleven. The crossbow that was already in Lothario's hand as his eyes turn blue just subtly shift towards Bertrand. Pointed you my... Want, you, want, you want a knife kill? Well, I mean, yeah, you know what? Your, yours is good. No, you're better. You're no, yours is good. Yours is good. Let's take, let's take it. Let's go. Uh, turns out there's a knife loaded in the crossbow. It's not a bolt. So I'm just going to shoot this knife really hard. <laughs> Chud is able to quickly turn into a Pegasus. He brings his wing up, grabs Lord Bertrand in one motion, throws him on his back. The Pegasus, with Bertrand on its back, flies onto the USS Gertrude's dudes. The rope is dropping. The rest of you guys are climbing up. Lothario, the blue leaves your eyes, the, the hazy shade of blue leaves with uh, his eyes. Uh. He can feel himself coming to life again. I check my trousers to see if I left a stain because that's what it feels like <laughs> when you snap out of it. You notice your knife is gone. <gasps> did, did Bertrand get hit though? He did get When hit. all of you guys are getting up to the ship, you see a profusely bleeding Bertrand Sandville. There is a knife coming out of the other side of his neck. Oh shit. Gremmel's trying to lay on hands Right before he can cast a healing spell, the side of your ship is slammed with a cannonball. You guys look over the edge, not too far from you. Malison kills former ship, the minute. Except it is much more upgraded than it was. It doesn't have blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They're blue cannon smokes. Some, some Thomas the Tank Engine style. <laughs> and a smile. This ship now has top-of-the-line state weapon. You see what looks like French Gallagher standing on the bow Boy. on the other end. He has raised his hand 
and drops it. And another volley of cannonballs slams into the side of the USS Gertrude's dudes. Grumble Stonebreaker stands up, can't heal Bertrand, goes to the helm of the ship. We got to get out of here now. We can't stand toe to toe with a minute. Uh, brings the ship into a direct free fall. So did Fried- so Friedrich came with the rest of them? You then? tell me, you were playing him. Well, I would like to attempt to jump out that rope and try to get up on the ship. You are the world's greatest athlete, basically. Go ahead and give me an athletics roll, and we're going to see if you were able to catch that rope just before. Nine uh, plus plus ten or whatever it was. Yeah, trying to break line of sight with the minute. The USS Gertrude dudes rapidly descends using the other side of the Sky Fortress as a physical barrier. You see a jacked Patrick Warburton being tugged by a rope at the end of the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave without me. As the ship's descending, he's using his massive upper body strength to slowly... He's pulling the ship down. (laughs) He's actually slowing the ship's escape. Aren't we all on the ship yet or going to the ship? Uh, Yes, all of you are braced or holding on. For dear life. Bertrand Sandal's body flies into Gertrude's arms as Gremble Stonebreaker's trying to make an escape. Ow! <laughs> Jelly hand and all. My birdie! Gertrude is bleeding all over Mama June. Ow, oh, you're getting your blood in my mouth. <laughs> your socialized medicine would have solved this. <laughs> there no, could have, there would a, have been affordable access to a hospital. There's a fucking knife in your neck, birdie. Nothing could have helped this. Whoever strike me down. I warn you, I will come back buddy, more powerful buddy, than you can you possibly die imagine. On me. I know we're divorced and I'm accepting my life as a divorcee, but I'm not ready to be a widower. If only we had a good guy with a knife to stop that bad guy with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> he stops talking, stares into your eyes. You could see a painful tear escape. He has a look of contentment when all of a sudden, Grumble Stonebreaker makes a, another hard turn and Bertrand Sandville is thrown off the side of the ship. <laughs> Oh my god! Everybody who didn't have a knife through their throat was able to grab on. I try to grab him. Patrick Warburton on the end of the rope will try to attempt to Give me grab him an athletics hair. check at disadvantage. You are at the end of a rope. So the 14. So the 14 is the lowest. So do I get a plus on that? Is there, a- there would be a high plus because you are a super athlete. You are able to grab him, but again, this you is... You grab him old- by the knife and his body <laughs> keeps falling. <laughs> <laughs> he just slowly slips off of the knife. Uh, you, God damn it. You grab for anything you can find. You end up grabbing his arm. You feel bones snap as this oh, 80-year-old man is. But he doesn't fall. Okay. You have mangled this body. <laughs> Who's also, say- he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. And with the USS Gertrude's dudes in almost free fall falling, uh, trying to escape the might of the Empire uh, Navy with Captain Friedrich to hang on to a mangled Bertrand Sandville. That is where we're going to end our episode today. Wow, That was a great one. Literal cliffhanger. I love that. (laughs) The rope hanger. Yeah, there's no cliff. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, Gertrude. But that the extra cliff hangry because next week we're going to kids on bikes. That's the wait. That has been our adventure for today. Clint Beiser, where can people find you? At Clint Beiser on social media platforms across the internet. Salvador Viesca, where can people find you? The Salvadorable on Instagram and Salvador Viesca V on Twitter. Jesse Egan, where can people find you? At Jesse Egan Comedy on all social medias. And if you live on the West Coast and Vicky Barbalak is coming to your town, go see her because Jesse Egan will be featuring, opening? Yeah, I'll be featuring. Both. Be featuring for her yeah. and hosting the show and... Sally Marsh after. And juggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. AG, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, at Muller, she wrote, and at Daily Beans Pod. Thank you very much to all the MSW listeners who have given our show a shot. 
They're going to be yeah. really uh, surprised with the uh, AOJ and uh, <laughs> we might lose Bertrand <laughs> Sanders. Pete Buttigieg is going to be introduced. Oh, nice. He's going to be just Melba toast. It's okay. I'm a homosexual. I can be boring and an uninspiring candidate. <laughs> Dave Callens, where could people find you? This week I'll be driving a U-Haul from San Diego to Florida, so just look for me out on the road. Find him on the 10. The yeah. Interstate 10. It's the most boring version of Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> a, that is a terrible drive. Oh, oh. Sarah Lee Steiner, where can people find you and Mama June? At Sarah Lee Magic. All right, and catch us next week. Thank you very much for listening. It was another fun one. Later, nerds. Man.